Welcome to the Facts from the Field with Ag Valley, where we discuss agronomic and agricultural topics to help keep your operations successful. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Facts from the Field. Today we will be discussing applying herbicide to your crops. I'm Brian Huss, the Agronomy Sales Manager, and today I have Randy Nelson with me, our Agronomy Location Manager for Maywood and North Platte. Randy, glad you could join us today. Uh, this has been quite a spring so far. So um, what's your normal philosophy when you have a spring where we go hard and fast and we get some cold weather and wet? Well, every year seems to be a little bit different, but the last few years, it's kind of all been the same for us. We've gone, uh, like you said, cold and wet, and it's kind of delayed planting a little bit and delayed putting prees on. My philosophy is always start clean, stay clean when it comes to the fields. So I prefer to put our pre's and our burn downs out early. That being said, I like to make sure the pre's are as close to planting as possible. But I don't like to wait till after the planter goes to the field because whatever happens after that, get rain, wind event, we could get the corn or the beans to come up before we get there. So I prefer to spray pre. And that's before the crop is planted then. Okay, before the it. crop is planted. Okay. With that, I've been hearing some thoughts. We've got to save money out here. And growers are talking about, well, we can do one shot, can't we? <laughs> and we can save some money if we time this right. So what's your discussion on that? Usually what I tell growers when they ask me if they can get by with one pass, I say, yes, definitely you can. But in order for that to happen, you don't need any rain. You don't want any water. You don't need any weeds to come up. If you want the weather to grow a crop, you're going to end up having moisture enough to get weeds up. So you can take the one pass right off the table. If you want to grow yields and have productive field you got to clean it up with a pre-early and if you do a real solid pre-early your post may not be as expensive okay that's what i wondered about that cause i've been hearing about that also what other benefits are they with two shots especially with our more resistant weeds out here well definitely with the more resistant weeds that we have one of our big ones is palm amaranth i'm sure uh, that's across our entire territory Palm amaranth is uh, very resilient in the fact that it has multiple flushes. It keeps coming up year, uh, month after month, week after week as we go through the season. And there, we don't have a pre that we can lay down that will hold long enough to keep all those flushes out. So the best way to c combat that is to layer your residuals. And by that I mean put down a residual up front with a burn down, plant the crop, come back in later with another burn down and another residual on top of it that's labeled for in crop. And that way you can kind of stretch your residual window out and get closer to canopy and closer to the end of the year. When you say residuals, do you change the residual between the pre and the post? Most of the time we try to, but uh, a lot of times it ends up being, you know, maybe it's a half shot of, uh, of one up front or a lower rate of one up front and then another, the rest of it in season. A lot depends on what the weed spectrum that we're going after. Or is everything being scouted before the post application? In a perfect world, yes. But in our in our world, we get behind, we get uh, delayed. And the best thing to do is figure on the calendar, once you do your pre-application, right on the calendar, 21 days to start looking at your fields. And by the 28th day, be ready to be spraying for that post. So you're relying on more of the calendar than going out and making sure in that perfect world what's weed size. Not necessarily. As I said, 21 days on the calendar, then make sure to go look at your field. But don't expect it to hold for 40 days. Let's look at them again at 25 to 28 days and be ready to spray by that 30th day. 
Now, there's some additives you can put in. We've been experimenting with some here that will extend that residual out. And if that's the case, hopefully it works out great for us. And we can extend those windows a little bit longer. Maybe you're not spraying in that 30-day, but you will be spraying again. What additives are you talking about you're using now? So I've been using quite a bit of Grounded from Helena. And what Grounded is is a uh, surfactant to put in. It's got a crop oil base to it so it kind of helps burn down the, the weeds in the burn down but it also keeps the residuals from bleaching out through the soil and holding it up into the into the weed zone to extend those residuals a little longer okay and you say you have some unique soils in your area you talked about sands before we start talking about this is there a difference the way you treat your sandy soils definitely with the sandy soils you know uh, and we're just talking herbicides today but uh, with fertilizers on the sandy soils you got to layer it in because it just won't hold the, the fertilizers. Well, the same thing holds true when you're talking herbicides. It won't hold the residual as long. So that's where this grounded product is uh, something we're experimenting with. It's been out on the market, but when I say we're experimenting, we just started using it here at my location. Now, with all that said, we basically covered how we should be doing it. What else would you like to add with, for, with your experience and expertise that we should be watching for with this? season well the main thing like i said is start clean and stay clean uh, we don't need to let our weeds get too far along we need to make sure we're hitting them while they're still young and in that two to three inch range you know back in eastern part of the world eastern corn belt if water hemp even comes up they can't kill it it's resistant to so many different modes of action and in order for us to not have that problem here with our palmer amaranth we need to make sure we're being good stewards of the chemical and layering the residuals and uh, cleaning it up before it becomes a problem. Okay, well, thank you, Randy, for joining me today on Facts from the Field. With Randy Nelson from our Maywood North Platte locations, I'm Brian Huss with Ag Valley Co-op. Thank you for listening to this edition of Facts from the Field. For more information about Ag Valley Co-op, visit us at agvalley.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter.